This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I am a full-on sucker because I am a big flounder flopping around the boat in biting hard on the Detroit Lions. That's right. It is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Sirius XM Channel 80, Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbaugh. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll get you as part of the program. Follow us on Twitter and, uh, of course, all on, on all platforms, at Chris Carlin, at Joe Fortenbaugh. I have to tell you, I did not think I was going to be in on all the Lions hype. With the opener on Thursday night, with Chris Jones not showing up for the Lions right now, for the Chiefs right now, and not being a part, uh, even if he is uh, somehow there under contract by Thursday night, he's not going to be a big factor in the game. I, I love what the Lions have done across the board. How much love are we talking about here? If we're talking about winning a division, eh, if we're talking about more than that, You've piqued my interest. I think we're talking about the Lions playing to go to the NFC Championship game. So the divisional round. Yes. I think we're talking about the Lions playing to go to the NFC Championship game. Reasons are multiple. Number one, I fully believe that Dan Campbell is not going to allow this team to buy into their hype. And I fully believe... That they have a quarterback. The opposite of what's happening with the Jets, by the way. Exactly. The we'll, Jets just completely overboard. Yes, we'll get that. We'll get to that. Uh, they have a quarterback who cannot afford to buy into the hype. Jared Goff did a tremendous job last year, but you know what? I think about Jared Goff now. He has matured enough to the point to know what he is and understand that if he's going to win, he cannot go off the reservation and making mistakes. When he was in L.A. I had people tell me when he was with the Rams, there were too many times where Sean McVay is in his ear up until when they cut off the earpiece uh, with 15 on the play clock. And basically the mentality was, how many times can I give you the answer to the test? Like, he's not that anymore. He's good. He's, He's not a star, but he's good. And then thirdly, the rest of the NFC North stinks. I'm not into the Packers yet. You're into them a little bit more than I am. Jordan Love, I have to see play in the regular season, not getting jacked up by how well he looks in the preseason. None of that has my interest at all. I love the Bears. I think they're on the come, but I don't think they're there yet. And I don't trust the Minnesota Vikings as far as I could throw them. You got three problems with the Lions as I see it. And if they rectify these three problems, one of which – I think the NFL did for them. You're going to be in a good position to cash in on this prediction. Problem number one, their defense was god-awful last season. One of the absolute worst in the NFL. 28th in scoring defense, 32nd dead last in opponent yards per play, 18th in sacks. They went out, they spent money, they spent draft pick capital to address it. But how much has it been addressed? Can you get to be a mid-tier team? Because if you can defensively, you're going to have a much better time navigating the NFC than last year because they were horrendous. Number two, they've been slow starters under Dan Campbell. Small mm-hmm. sample size, only two years. But in year one, they started 0-10-1. And last year, despite winning nine games, they opened one and six. They've got to break from the gates faster. And number three, and this is something that has plagued golf his entire career because he's a Marin County kid who didn't grow up in bad weather. He played at Cali, didn't deal with bad weather. He does not perform well 
outdoors in the cold. There's a bunch of gambling statistical information to back that up. But if you look at the Lions' schedule, starting with the game against the Raiders, which is at home on October 30th, from late October all the way through the end of the season, he's got one outdoor game, Chicago. That's it. That's the only thing he has to worry about over the final, I believe, nine games of the season. So there's a position for them there. I think the Packers are going to be more formidable in that division than people realize. I think everyone looks at them, prices them, and thinks they're going to stink because Rodgers is gone. The assumption is that Love isn't going to be any good. Are you buying into Love yet? I think he's going to be good enough to put them in contention to win the division. I'm not going to see so you're and say counting he's the on franchise. another part of that team to carry yeah. him. I think defensively they're solid, and I think he's got enough weapons on offense where he could succeed. I think we have looked at them with the with Rodgers leaving, and the mindset is they're going to stink simply because of that. And then no one, when you talk about lazy reporters, no one does any more research. They just see Rodgers is gone, and they think this is going to be yeah. a disaster. Love hasn't played much. I operate under the assumption that Love's a competent quarterback. That division, the Bears won three games last year. Minnesota's going to come back to earth this season. Their defense is a mess, although the addition of Brian Flores as coordinator is going to help them out, and the Lions will be good. But that is not the NFC East. Uh, Okay, but with the Packers, you're telling me at this point that you're buying in on either Romeo Dobbs or Christian Watson. Yeah. Okay. I think good enough. I think the running backs are good enough. You're talking a lot about good enough. Yeah. I'm projecting. Projecting. You're projecting love for the Lions. Yes. Like we're in a situation where I can show you 30 years of the Lions being a miserable. I, I understand that. But if we're looking at this objectively, the Lions have true playmakers here. Jameer Gibbs is a guy that busts it open. Jamison Williams, when he's back, is a guy that will bust it open. Amon Ross St. Brown, we saw it last year. Like there are true weapons there. I hate the fact that they turned around and traded TJ Hawkinson last year because I think they'd be in an amazing position Imagine. right now. Imagine. Amazing He's now situation. the highest paid tight end in the NFL. I mean, and, and kind of like outside of Kelsey, he's right there. So I, I look at all of that. I look at what they've done defensively. I see difference makers. I look at the Packers, and I see good enough. I don't see difference makers. Defensively much better than Detroit. Much better. That's going to be the key for Green Bay this year is going to be to play manageable football with Jordan Love. If you want Jordan Love to go throw for 350 and three every week and win these shootouts, that's not going to be what happens. But if they go out and they lean on the defense and they lean on the running game, much what like New England's going to want to do this season with Mac Jones and the situation they have. I believe that team's going to be more formidable. I'm not projecting 12 wins. I do not see their ceiling being the NFC Championship game, but I think they could win the division because I'm not ready to buy Chicago yet. I'm not buying Minnesota, and Detroit could be good, but they might not be great. Well, here's the third point on why the NFC Championship game is a possibility. NFC stinks. I mean, top to bottom, it is not great. You've got what? Three? How would you tier it? Would you put the Cowboys in that top tier with the Niners and the Eagles? No. Okay, so how do how do you tier the NFC? Niners, now? Eagles. They're together. Yep. Dallas next, and is anyone with them? Because that's where it starts to drop off. You could put Dallas in tier two by themselves. Then there's another drop. I don't think you're getting excited about anybody in the South. I'm getting really fired not. up about Baker Mayfield and the Bucks this year. No, and I don't buy the Saints yet. I don't buy the Saints yet. Maybe I should give them a little more respect. They have the easiest schedule in the NFL, but that doesn't mean anything when they get to the playoffs and have to face someone should they get there. Dennis Allen has never proven himself to be a good head coach. The defense was supposed to be good last year. That's Allen's specialty. They were not good at all last season, and they lost a bunch of guys on the defensive line. And, like, I don't look at the Seahawks. I don't look at the Giants or anybody else. I think the Seahawks are a little sneaky. 
They're sneaky, you, but, they're, they're but they're, sneaky. are they on the cowboy level? No. No, just below. I'd yeah. put them just below. They would be at the start of Tier 3 because Seattle last year had a top five. That offense can play. Yeah. Now, I think Geno comes back down to earth He's a little bit. He's got weapons. But they've given him weapons, and they have addressed the defense, which was a major concern. Bobby Wagner's back. He's coming off a huge season. Jaron Reed is back. Uh, I think Draymond Jones, I believe, on yep. the defensive line. Mm-hmm. They have gotten better, and they drafted Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois. So I think what Pete Carroll can do with that defense, and they've got a top 10 schedule in terms of ease. I think Seattle's one of those teams you got to give credit to. They're like minus 120 just to make the playoffs. It is a great bet, in my opinion. All right, but here's my point, okay? If we're putting uh, Philadelphia and we're putting um, San, Francisco. San Francisco on Tier 1, and the Cowboys are on Tier 2, give me another team that deserves to be on Tier 3 with the Lions. Seattle. I would say that's it right there. I'd say those two. And I think you're going to so, upset a lot of Giants fans that they're not going to be in that tier. So I'm talking about the top four or five teams in the conference. And to me, that's with the potential to play for the NFC Championship game. So that's where I am with the Lions. That's how good I feel about them. And it, yes, a lot of it has to do with everything else going on. But I'm good with that. I'm good with... The outside being a situation where it sets up nicely for them. Are you uncomfortable with how much you like them? Yes. <laughs> right? Oh, thoroughly. Like, like when you end up staking your – like one of no, my big I things this year is I love Texas. Like I love Texas to be a three-to-one shot to get into the playoff in college football. I am so uncomfortable with how much I like it. It it, it actually makes me nauseous. Yes. I, I mean, a team that I, I do not feel nauseous about that I – that I love this year, Jacksonville. Okay. I love the Jaguars this How year. Mu- what's that love like? Is that love like we're challenging for an that AFC championship That love is like they're spot? going to be in the AFC championship game. Ooh. That's where that love is. That's I really believe that. I, I love them to that level. The team that I am not that high on, but it makes me uncomfortable, a, a team I really think is going to fall off is the Buffalo Bills. I've heard this before. I heard yeah. that there's this take pre-Carlin versus Joe – there is a take out there that I'm now going to be associated with that is the Bills are going to miss the playoffs. You got Christine Lisi right over there. You're going to say that to her face? I married into Bills Mafia, so I can't agree with you. I'm afraid. I'm going to sleep on the couch. Listen, I am nothing if not a cliche. <laughs> and Christine made M&M stuffed Oreo cookies for today. Which I've seen you enjoying on more than one occasion. Yes, that's twice now. And <laughs> Is that, diff- is that said, it, though? No, is- but... Uh, <laughs> We got an hour and change to go. I don't know how long are we in the building, but the problem is, like, it just struck me as you said that. This has been weeks that I have had this take. What's in those cookies? Yeah. <laughs> she set me up. It's they not, were just sitting right outside the door. She was smiling. You you never even yeah. considered what you were putting in your system, <laughs> which probably isn't something you do all that often. Nothing I just, just a new guess. anyway. Absolutely, as I said. I am nothing if not a cliche. <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Are you buying into the Lions hype? I want to know how many people are on board with that. Are you buying into the Lions hype in the NFC? Well, Joe, the alarms are sounding in the studio. We've gone an hour and 15 minutes and haven't talked about the Dallas Cowboys. So wait. Mm. Until you hear what Jerry said about his quarterback. Now, God bless him, the gift that keeps on giving. It's next, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Countdown to the NFL season rolls on. Feel good to be back, baby. Oh, he steps to the house. Touchdown. Turn it up and down. Turn it up and down. Incredible play. 35-yard touchdown. Time for some football, baby. Only two days until the Lions and Chiefs kick off the 2023 season. The NFL lives here. ESPN Radio. In three minutes, Jerry Jones speaking up again. It is Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, RVs. For protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. What's your bad habit? Do you have any bad habits? Uh, completely checking out on everything you just said. There was a Charlize Theron commercial up there that... I'm gonna say it caught my attention, and I just completely checked out on what you had to say. Was it right like there. a Chanel thing? It was, yeah. It was something high end, where there's something you can't afford. Gold flakes all in the air, like it's <laughs> <Yeah>. gold schlager. <laughs> something you can't afford. Something you're never gonna do. Something you're never gonna be invited to. You got bad habits? Well, so here's the thing. I mean, I could compulsive gamblers. That's one. Well, all right, but you know, it's fun. How about a bad habit that's not fun? <laughs> uh, so I got this thing. I just have done it my whole life where I bite my fingernails. It's All not right. a nervous thing. It's just a thing. And I don't know why never been able to kick it. Drives my wife up the freaking wall. As one would expect. Yes. So last week, she finally got me this stuff that you put on it like it's nail polish. Like the thing looks like nail polish. It's like a, it's a liquid? Yeah. It's some sort of It's goo. a liquid and oh, you okay. put it on there. It shines a little bit. Your yeah, fingers are you shiny. Yeah, that's a nice texture, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. Don't we'll 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 get there. I I got to hear the rest of this <laughs> before I up. either approve or disapprove. It's gonna grow out. So here's but here's the problem. It tastes horrible, and it's supposed to, so you don't bite your nails. That's the whole point of this stuff. Yes. So you put it on, so that should you go to bite your nails, which you do, right, you will be repelled by this taste, thus shutting down this poor habit. Yes, and. And so far, it's been okay. But when I do it, the aftertaste is so bad, it lasts like 25 minutes to a half an hour. So you really pay for, 
for that for that. Oh, there's no question. Like uh, Evan, this is I'm, this is a true punishment from my wife. I, I'm laughing because I did the same thing when I was trying to train my dog when we first moved into the house and had a fenced-in yard. She was like eating and sniffing everything in the backyard. She'd try to eat rabbit poop that we had back there, so you spray it. With this bitter, like, apple cider spray yeah. so that the dog doesn't go near it. Or, like, if your dog's not well-behaved when you first get a puppy, you spray it with this bitter taste every time they do something to correct the behavior. So it seems to me like your your wife is taking uh, behavioral methods from training a puppy and attributing them to you. Is the stuff you have on Right now, designed for humans, or is it designed for animals? No, it's designed for humans. Are you certain? No, I can't say I'm certain. So that's probably something we got to get to the bottom of here. Because I'll this bring is, it in tomorrow. Is, it's back in the hotel. You don't room. need to. Don't bring it in. Just let us know. You would see it. And I it, don't want to smell it or taste it. it I don't just, want it to be anywhere near me. It just me. looks like it just looks like nail polish when you see it. But it it just oh my god, it tastes so horrible. Look, if my wife put an electric collar around my neck, it would not be the most surprising thing in the world. It wouldn't the surprise only, any of us. The only thing that would surprise you is that I could get it around my neck. <laughs> That's it. I was thinking that, but I was like, I'm not I'm not going to say. Well, I don't I'll, have a neck, I don't Joe. Have That's the problem. My head just kind of <laughs> shrinks right into my shoulders. Oh. So you may, we're not certain, but you may be wearing dog nail polish right now to prevent yourself from chewing your nails. And it is ways, is it working at the least? Uh, somewhat. Okay, so we- But I clearly have the taste in my mouth right now that I cannot shake. Can't shake it with water. Dude, you can't shake it with anything. Well, you've been eating cookies all morning. That's not doing anything right, now? Let's not say all morning. I've had two cookies. I've had two cookies. People are listening. Two cookies. And by people, so I mean not, my wife. Not all- <laughs> That's it. 888-ESPN. Daniel in Michigan checking in on the Lions. It is Carlin versus Joe. What's up, Daniel? Hey, not bad, Carlin. How are you guys doing today? Great, great. Now, I know you guys were talking about uh, tiers before, and you guys had San Francisco and Eagles at one, Dallas at two. I think the Lions are a strong dark horse to, dark horse to be in that second tier with Dallas. Okay. I'm not there yet. I have to see a really good performance early in the year. Like, listen, the Cowboys are in that second tier almost because they have to be to start the season, but there is nothing about them that I trust. There is nothing about them that I trust. And this is why, as Joe brings it up a minute ago, I am high on the Lions, but I don't feel good about it. The Cowboys are the... NFL's version of the Philadelphia 76ers, right? They're going to win a lot in the regular season. Then they're going to get to the postseason. And inevitably, there will be some form of disaster that will ensue hilariously for those of us who are not Cowboys fans, very depressingly for those who are Cowboys fans. That's just how it goes. When you get to the playoffs, Mike McCarthy finds himself up against the best coaches in the business. Yeah. That's where he gets exposed. He's won 12 games each of the last two years because he can beat up on teams like Washington and the schedule that the NFC East faced last year, which was as easy as they come. But when he gets up against that higher tier of coach, that's where he runs into trouble. So I can see them just like the Sixers. Uh, I see your point on how you, you know, they're just, they're going to win a lot in the regular season and then inevitably it's going to be a big problem come playoff time. Well, speaking of the Cowboys. Every week, someone in the NFL says something that leaves us scratching our heads. And it's usually Jerry Jones. I have to believe one and one is three. 
I can't operate where one and one is two. This is Jerry's World, and we're just living in it. And it is Jerry this week who spoke up on 105.3 The Fan. God bless uh, the radio station in Dallas that has got Jerry Jones every week. I mean, it is it is, it is, is like McAfee having Aaron Rodgers. It is a gold mine for them. It is worth whatever it is that they, if they have to pay Jerry, I don't care because they are always going to get their money's worth. Here is Jerry on his quarterback. We expect that to be with us a long time. And, uh, yeah, we, we're always working to, around it with uh, se- several machinations of uh, numbers that uh, would work. Uh, it's a moving target because you don't know where you are on any given day for sure with a with a salary that you want to uh, have on the books in the future. That was a delicious world sa- word That's salad right salad, there. That's word salad, right? That, that, was is that, amazing. that is word salad. Yes. He said all the things that said nothing. Yes, nothing. And except at the very beginning, we expected him to be a cowboy for a long time, which is garbage because if you expected him to be, he already would be with a new contract. It's a quarterback. If he's your guy, he's your guy. He signed. There's nothing else to worry about. No one messes around with that position outside of what Baltimore did with Lamar Jackson for a little while, but Lamar was looking for that rare Deshaun Watson fully guaranteed deal. Eventually, they got it done. The Chargers even got it done, and they're one of the cheapest teams in the NFL. What does that tell you? What's amazing to me is how really, um, not indecisive, that's not the word, hesitant would be the word, that Jerry has always been to pay Dak Prescott. Like, he has been more hesitant to pay Dak Prescott than the Cardinals were to pay Kyler Murray. And now they can't get rid of him fast the enough. The Cardinals couldn't get that deal done fast enough, which shocked literally everyone, probably including Murray. Eight, they could not have gotten that deal done fast enough. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Are you buying in to the Lions and all of the hype? We get into all of that in moments. Why one NFL team, though, with Super Bowl aspirations... Already comparing themselves to one of the all-time great units. I can't wait to get into this. (laughs) This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
We talk about owning the East. You got to win your division games, and the easiest path to the playoffs is to win the division. We're not running. We're hiding from any expectations that are out there. You know, I think when the dust settles, you want to be in the conversation as one of those teams that can compete for a Super Bowl. They understand they're good. They understand they're talented. Now, can they show up and play week in and week out? That'll be the key, and that'll determine how far this Jets team go, not whether or not they feel good about who's on their roster and how good their team and quarterback can play. I tell you, it's been tough to take. It has really <laughs> been tough to take. I, I've not been an Aaron Rodgers guy to begin with over the last couple of years. I think he has been selfish. I think he has been remarkably arrogant with the way he's handled things. He gets to New York. He does all the right things. He, I, I respect Spite. I believe spite is a very underrated emotion. It's a great motivator. It's a great motivator. And and he motivates me for through most of my life, to yes. be honest with you. It's just and to spite everybody else. I agree. And $35 million of spite, I'll give up $35 million <laughs> for the Jets, but I won't do it for the Packers. That's incredible to spite. To get better, incredible spite. We have to stop. We have to stop with the Jets and where this is headed. I want the Jets to win. It began with Greeny, and I attacked Greeny a few weeks ago, who has become a dictator on his own shows. You can't even allow him to enjoy this. You're already taking this no, away from No, I him. will allow him to enjoy this, but he is not allowing people to speak freely. <laughs> on, on Get Up, if you watch Get Up, if Greeny hears anyone say or even question the possibility that the Jets are not going to have a big year, he goes over, he grabs his framed Aaron Rodgers jersey, and he makes them hold it up in front of them for the <laughs> remainder of the segment. I mean, it is it is the to the point where you feel like you're going to be thrown in the gulag if you say anything wrong in the in South Street Seaport. But doesn't it set itself up for such delicious disaster if it goes against him? It because does, and trust me, again, motivated by that. Yeah. Absolutely. I have a, a really healthy healthy dose of Schadenfreude. They have they have at times renamed it Carlinfreude because <laughs> I really enjoy seeing other people in pain. So you would like to see ultimately this Jets season to be a disaster. I don't want it to be because I do have a lot of Jet fan friends growing up in the New York area who have been through all the pain. But this is getting ridiculous, and DJ Reed at their corner is making it even more so. Honestly, I think we could be historical, not just the best defense in the league, but I think we could have an historical defense like the 85-86 Bears, like the LOB in 2013. I think we could be that dominant if we put all the things together and we just focus on the now and we're deliberate and everyone plays up to their potential, I think the sky's the limit for us. Who are you, DJ Reed? <laughs> Who the hell is DJ Reed to say that? You couldn't pick Mike Singletary out of a lineup if you tried. You have no idea how good the 85 Bears were. They had two playoff shutouts. You think you're going to be as good as the Bears before you've played a damn snap? Just stop. Stop. They are all buying into all of this. And he is setting the tone. I'm doing all the right things. Look at me. I'm out at the Ranger game. I'm out having fun in town. I'm making my teammates feel good about themselves. This is all changing. Just watch. This sucker turns ugly. It's going to turn really ugly. Just watch. I, I'm not wishing for it. But it, it's 
it's kind of like Kylo Ren. I am being torn and pulled in two directions right now. <laughs> and I don't want to go to the dark side and completely root against them. So you you find yourself trapped here because on one side you're 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 just right down the middle. Yes. It feels like you're gonna get more enjoyment if this is a complete disaster. It really feels like you will you will Do you ever smile? Do you ever sit and watch a team and smile when something goes wrong? Dallas. Yeah. At every turn. Yep. At every like turn. Like that guy. Uh, holding his girlfriend, who turned out to not be his girlfriend, but his girl on the side, that after the just... Cowboys lost to the Niners. <laughs> it was amazing. Not just the fact that he's sitting there and he's despondent over the loss, but then he gets exposed for cheating on his girlfriend. <laughs> that was amazing. It's a rough day. Yes. It's a rough day in the pantheon of bad days. So, yes, there there are absolutely times where I enjoy other people's suffering more than my team succeeding and I'm getting pulled in that direction, and I I don't want to be pulled in that direction. Is it possible that what's going on in New York with the Jets right now is more swagger than it is arrogance? There are a lot of people speaking out. They think DJ Reed has gone too far with the commentary, that it's arrogant, that they haven't achieved anything yet. But is it possible that within the confines of that locker room, that swagger is what we're seeing. Okay. Because right now with Colorado, we thought a lot of what we heard out of the University of Colorado right up until Saturday was a lot of wishful thinking and a lot of bluster. And now all of a sudden, everyone has fallen in love with the Colorado Buffaloes. Swagger is if a word. If the Jets win that game Monday night, things are going to change in the eyes of many. Swagger is a word that I hate. Explain it to me. What is the difference between swagger and arrogance? Swagger would be, I'm trying to think of the player, I mean, Brady. Brady always had that swagger. He dated and married supermodels. He wears custom suits, beautiful watches, the hair, the supposed alleged, um, you know, cosmetic surgery he's gone over later yeah. in life. Brady's always had the swagger, but he's always kind of said the right thing. So some people look at him as arrogant. I just see that as swagger. This, the arrogance is where you're out there talking and talking and talking. You're not delivering. Right, you see that with a lot yeah. of fighters in boxing, especially. There's all this talk, and then they end up getting knocked out. And every time they're in a big fight, they just can't deliver. Yeah. So that's the swagger. Brady is just off the top of my head, like the quintessential when it comes to swagger. Joe Burrow, swagger. Okay. Burrow gets close. Burrow right. gets close to the line, but it's still swagger because he delivered at LSU in a big way. Okay, I get that, uh, and I buy into that. My thing with Rogers is that it borderlines on arrogance. Because there is a I'm smarter than you element to it. Oh, now, yeah, there most certainly is. I don't there I don't, most certainly there is. There have been plenty of athletes that I've covered <laughs> over the years that would have that that actually were not smarter than you. And I do think Aaron Rodgers is very smart. I do. But there would be athletes who would project that and then use words in a completely wrong fashion, you know? <laughs> You ever see Who's Harry Crumb? Yeah. Yeah, like, your husband is quite the philodendron. <laughs> As opposed to philanderer. It would be like that. I think he's smart, but I can't stand the, I'm smarter than you, and I'm I'm a lot more enlightened than you. That's well, where you lose I me. mean, you get the, you go into the hole, or the darkness retreat, oh, and then the ayahuasca thing the year before. Please. So he finds himself, I think he finds himself to be an enlightened individual, and I do find it amusing how 
he's trying to put on somewhat of a new persona in New York. You can tell it's trying to be he's trying to be a lot cooler, a lot more relaxed, a lot more of a leader because he understands what's at stake. He Having- understands what's at stake. If this goes south, Green Bay wins. Green Bay wins the divorce. The same thing just happened with Brady and the Patriots. We all saw Brady win that divorce. There is a winner and there is a loser in every divorce. The Patriots were very much the loser. Green Bay is going to be watching him. He's going to be watching Green Bay. If Jordan Love plays well and Green Bay threatens for a playoff spot and Rodgers and the Jets struggle, Green Bay ends up winning that divorce. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Are you buying into the hype on the Lions or on the Jets, for that matter? 888-SAY-ESPN. Speaking of swagger, it is just like one of my least favorite words. I don't know why. Is it because you possess none? That's possible. That's possible. Like the only time I would ever possess swagger is when I go in and I'm shopping and there is an Old Spice scent of body wash that's called swagger. Like that. that's the only way that I would ever reek, quite literally, of swagger. One coach who's got swagger is going to make his team much wa- must watch for the rest of the season. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Morris swings it right side and it's picked off by Travis Hunter. You have got to be kidding me what I just saw. Touchdown Colorado on a fourth down and two. Dylan Edwards with touchdown number four. I mean, I knew we was going to do this. The scoreboard just telling y'all that, you know, that's what's going on. But y'all ain't believe, nobody believed that we was going to do this. And in the Lone Star State, there is no star that shines brighter than Dion Coach Prime Sanders. I'm frankly aggravated by people that are not enjoying this because this is the show and, and I want to see the show and Dion and Travis Hunter and Shadour Sanders. They are the show right now. It's Carlin versus Joe ESPN radio Sirius XM channel 80. I'm going to love every minute of trying to watch as much Colorado football as I can this year. And I, I get it. They may have a tough matchup against Nebraska, but I'm not going to sit here and say that they're a college football playoff team, but what we do know is that they are way ahead of schedule, and if this team gets to a bowl game this year, that is a massive, massive victory for Deion Sanders. This is why college football is the best sport on the planet, because you get stories like this. You don't get this everywhere. What he's doing with a one-win program from a year ago in such short time – 37-plus guys transferred out after the spring game. He has completely flipped the roster. We looked at this and we thought this is a joke. It might be good long-term, but in the short term, you got a win total in Vegas at three and a half. You, I don't see four wins on the schedule. And then you go into TCU, who, oh, by the way, was in the national championship game last year. Your three-touchdown dog, you beat him outright. In a game where you looked fantastic, there are upsets where it – like last night, Duke deserves a lot of credit, but like, my God, Clemson looked bad. Yeah. TCU made mistakes, but that was a good old-fashioned slugfest in that game, and and Colorado came out on top. So ultimately, now we turn our attention to the future. Like this storyline is going to be something we are following very closely because now that you've won one, we're going to see if you win two. Nebraska this week, noon. You don't think that game's going to be highly watched? Win or lose, again, 
That's the story next week outside of the NFL. And then we'll turn our attention to week three against Colorado State, who's not that good. This team could be 3-0 and going to Oregon on September 23rd. You know, I've talked to a lot of people around college football and been around her for a long time. And he is the show right now, and I'm into it. I wonder how long this structure in college football is sustainable. What do you mean by structure? Well, with NIL now. Okay. We talked about there was plenty of cheating before, and and now it's legal right now. Let me tell you something. There is no oversight going on on this NIL stuff. Everybody is cheating across the board in this thing as much as they can. And just getting the opinions of a few different players, this is great for Dion right now, and it's why if I were him and that SEC job comes or the one big job comes soon, I would jump at it sooner rather than later because I'm of the opinion, call it an educated opinion, that this is going to go away soon. That college football understands they need to change this from NIL to more of a revenue share. Like you're going to see a percentage of all the big media money all of a sudden start to go to the players. You're going to see a salary cap in college football. I think you're going to see that in three or four years. So who's going to be pushing for this? This is going to be pushed for by the institutions themselves? This is, this is by the institutions and by the NCAA who screwed this up in the beginning for how no, poorly they No, 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 not them. Yeah. They, they, they tend to make very strong, well, you're going to see well-reasoned college, decisions. What decisions. you're going to what you're going to see, and not by the NCAA, I should say, you're going to see college football break off. Finally, we have heard about it for years. You're finally going to see them break off. And so my point about that would be how much – does that play into this for Dion? How much of the NIL aspect of this is having such a positive uh, result for him right away? I okay. think it's huge. So from the NIL perspective, I don't disagree. That's obviously big in terms of his ability to do it quickly. But from a sustainability standpoint, the way he's built this culture, the way these kids seem to have bought in, isn't it reasonable to believe that even if NIL changes and he finds himself in a situation where it's revenue sharing, it might just take a little bit more time to get the guys he wants, but then he can still win with them? Because culture's king, and it feels like the culture he has instituted in Colorado is a little bit of the us against the world, Yep. but then it's also the inside that locker room, what they believe is very different than what everyone on the outside was believing, and he's got everyone converting. He seems to be just the master motivator. Uh, there's no question, and they love him. And you can also watch some of those videos and understand he's not taking any crap from players no. either. He is doing an amazing job. And Travis Hunter had some pretty darn good hands the other day. The good hands moment of the week brought to you by Allstate. With insurance from Allstate, you'll be game day ready every day. Visit Allstate.com or call a local agent today to learn more. Allstate, you're in good hands. It's silly to ask the question, but I'm going to ask it because we got like 10 seconds left. Is Dion going to be at Colorado next year? Yes. I think Dion's going to be somewhere in the SEC. One year? One year on the job? Absolutely. Whew. When you get that one job and it turns into a $15 million a year job, he will bring his Louis luggage with him. <laughs> this is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.